The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every infirmity. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every infirmity. These twelve Jesus sent out, charging them, Go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and preach as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without pay, Give without pay. The Gospel of the Lord. So we were looking uh, yesterday on the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. We saw, uh, at least in the example of Cain and Abel, um, the effects of original sin. And those effects of original sin have a lingering effect in all of us. Um, and one or two of those effects are the darkening of our intellect. So without grace, our intellect uh, is darkened, meaning it is hard for us to reason towards the truth. And so when we are not assisted by grace, um, that is a very difficult process for us to arrive at uh, the perfection of truth, which is God himself. And so in grace, what happens in grace? God gives us the virtue of faith, which assists our intellect in the pursuit of truth, so that through the gift of faith, we are able to know as God knows. So that's the beautiful mystery of the gift of faith as it assists us in our intellect, um, which has been affected because of original sin, but then also within our own will as well, is that our will, our will becomes weak, and we know that, right? Because as St. Paul expresses it so profoundly in his writings, he says, why is it that I do the things I know I shouldn't and I don't do the things I know I should? That's the mystery of the fallen human will which is that it is weak with regards to love. And so the Lord gives another virtue through grace which comes to us, and that virtue is charity. And so that virtue of love and charity is then there to assist our will, which has fallen through uh, original sin, which is weak, and the gift of charity, the virtue of charity, which comes to us through grace, helps our will in the pursuit of the good and in the love of the good. And then what the last of the theological virtues that are given to us is the virtue of hope. And the virtue of hope is what gives us the zeal to move towards the goal that we have not yet achieved. And so hope is for something that is good. It is also for something that we do not yet have. I can't hope for something that I have, then I no longer hope for it because I have it. And so hope is for something I don't yet have, but it is difficult to achieve. And so the virtue of hope is what helps us with regards to zeal so that I do not give up on the way, so that I do not despair but also that I don't have presumption. And so hope is the beautiful virtue that moves us towards the ultimate goal, which is God himself. And so the Lord gives all of these beautiful gifts through his grace to assist us in our fallen human nature. And so what we see here then in the gospel for today 
It says that Jesus went about all the cities and villages. So he went to the places that have uh, huge and large populations. He also went to the places that have uh, very few people. He went everywhere where the, there were people in order that he might teach and preach and heal. And pro so in those, those three things that he is doing, he is teaching, he is preaching or proclaiming, and he is healing. And some of the commentators, they say, that this represents for us what the Lord does with regards to all of those things that we've just spoken about that are fallen within us. And so his teaching is oriented towards our intellect so that through the proclamation of truth, our mind and our intellect can be perfected. His proclamation is with regards to the heart, right? So he is proclaiming a kingdom so that our heart might love the kingdom and might love the king but also that we might move towards the attainment of that kingdom. And so when he proclaims the gospel or proclaims the good news, it is this good news for our heart that might set our hearts on fire so that they can also then move towards what we are created for. And then it also says that he healed. And so again, uh, salvation, the very name, the word for salvation means healing, but it means healing on the most fundamental level of who we are, right? This healing from sin. And so salvation is what he offers to his people ultimately. Although he heals them on multiple levels, he heals physical illnesses, he heals on all these levels, the deepest level at which he desires to heal us is at the level of sin. And so what he wants to do is at the level of our soul, remove that sin, cleanse us, and heal us through the gift of salvation. And we can see that he does this work, this teaching, this proclamation, and this healing from his mercy. That's the source of this love that pours out towards us. It says, he saw the crowd and he had compassion for them. He had mercy on them. He looks out upon his people and he sees that they are harassed, helpless, and like sheep without a shepherd. He sees the sufferings of his people. And so he himself comes forward now, the good shepherd of his people, to go and minister to them in the sufferings that he perceives in his people. So we can see that human suffering draws the heart of the Savior. Human suffering is what moves him to come to us. And so that should give us great confidence when we come into the presence of Jesus, right? Is that he perceives and sees all of our suffering. He sees all the difficulties. He sees all the ways in which we are harassed, helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And his compassion moves him towards us, right? He is always drawn to human need. He's always drawn to human suffering. And so that is the beautiful mystery of our Savior, the Good Shepherd. And so then what we see is that his compassion has moved him to alleviate suffering in his people, to alleviate error in his people, to alleviate a lack of love in his people. He comes in order to bring the remedy for all of those things by bringing his truth and his own love. And then what he does is he then institutes his church to continue this mission of mercy. And so what happens is after he has done this, he says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So what's the remedy for few vocations, right? And we have this problem in the church today. So what's the remedy? Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. That's it. Pray and prayer. So how much prayer are we giving for vocations? How much prayer do we personally give every day or every week for vocations in the church? Vocations are a gift to God as a response to the prayer of the people. And so it is for the faithful and it is for all of us to pray for vocations. Then what he does is he immediately responds to that prayer 
It says he calls to him 12, his 12 disciples and he gives them authority. And so this authority that is given to the apostles is then the apostles is the same authority to go out and continue the work that he has been doing or more truly, it is the authority so that he can continue the same work through his apostles. It is Christ who works through his apostles and that is the authority that he gives to them and that is then the authority and the commission that the church has. It is a commission of mercy, a commission to then go and meet human suffering and need wherever we perceive it with the very love of God. And so then what happens is we can see that the Lord says and he sends out these uh, apostles with that same commission, go to the lost of the house of Israel. So those who are like sheep without a shepherd, those who are lost, preach as you go. So there's again that commission to teach and then also proclaim as you go, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So it is the proclamation of the good news. So we see that the work that the Lord does at the beginning of today's gospel is then simply continued uh, through those whom he commissions to go out and do the same. All of us are called to participate in this in different degrees, to go out and teach the truth of Christ, to go out and proclaim the good news of the kingdom, but then also to go out and heal heal on all the levels that we are able to heal, which might be physical healing, which might be hunger, which might be thirst, which might be nakedness, which might be uh, people suffering indifference. Whatever place in which we find a lack of charity, we bring the very love of God. Amen.